welcome. I'm Kate. And I'm Catherine. And this is Hard Pressed Hope, where we find purpose in the mundane and hope in the mess. We hope you're encouraged by today's episode. Let's get to it. Hey, so Kate, you guys just got back from Hawaii, like once in a lifetime trip, right? Yeah, it was awesome. It was so good. Just Joe and I went. It was great. What was your very favorite part? I don't know. Oh, I know. I loved watching the surfers at Pipeline. The waves are awesome. And it was just, we went like twice a day. It was so fun. Did I you go surfing them. or did you just watch? <laughs> no, I actually, I went surfing at Pipeline. No, I, just, I did go, I did go surfing. I was on near next to in charge of a surfboard <laughs> for a little bit oh at, my a, gosh. at a different beach. Joe actually like went surfing. I, <laughs> I like floated near in the vicinity of a surfboard <laughs> and I did stand up briefly once, very briefly, but, um, but watching the real, per- <laughs> watching the real professionals, <laughs> but um, watching the surfers was awesome. And just the sun, honestly, it's been so dark here in Wisconsin. So right. just the sun has yeah. been you guys Fantastic. probably have several inches of snow on the ground right now, huh? For sure. So yeah. I was in Hawaii, like with sun and turtles and surfboards, and you were where? Where were you last week? Oh, wait, that's where rude. Were you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I was in misery, no. as we call it. <laughs> misery. Uh, I don't call okay. it misery. It's a great state. We have all four seasons, and we have beautiful snow on the ground. We had a nice ice storm and a nice snow. <laughs> Those and nice ice storms that roll through. <laughs> pull the kids on the car hood to go sledding. And that's how we do it here. Do you guys do that? Um, no. <laughs> oh. We go sledding like <laughs> Like down a hill? You go down a hill, huh? <laughs> oh, but you know what? So I came, I came back from this trip and all of the days were all out of whack. My appointments were out of whack. Oh, yeah. And I'm talking to my sister. She's asking me something about a, to, some availability on some date. And I was like, I feel like I have an appointment, but I don't exactly know what it is. <laughs> Do you feel like that when you kind of come back from something like you're like, yeah, I just generally feel like I don't know what day it is. But then I <laughs> orient myself and I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> You know, just like keep walking around. I still don't know All right. Okay. It's that time. I did want to talk about though too. Um, I mean, kind of an update maybe for our friends listening. We've both kind of made some decisions and big changes for our family this, I would say like this school year, this season. So I've gone back to work part time. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, that was huge. Because you, you did work full time and then you took a, a like a break. Right? Yes. When we moved about six years ago, I stopped working full time and Jeff went to work. And we've been definitely privileged enough that only one of us has had to work. Um, hmm. And I had my third child and I was like, you know what? I don't really want to stay home with him. So. <laughs> <laughs> I threw that guy in daycare. The, and, those uh, three, those those third <laughs> babies do that. Like, yeah, ah. I'm like, man, I'm in my 30s, and I am I am not built for a toddler anymore. I'm not built for this. <laughs> so no, seriously though, I went back. I've I'm only back part time, and I'm doing a social worky type of job, and um, definitely the same like foster care world. I'm going into homes, mm-hmm. um, and so. It's kind of a different role in the same realm, which I'm really kind of loving that. Oh, that's how. When did you make that decision? I made that decision shortly after the kids started school, I would say. Yeah, and I had so it's been still new. Yeah, it's still new. And I had been offered a couple opportunities and just um, they didn't 
fit or feel I wasn't. Uh, yeah, it just wasn't the right time. Yeah, it wasn't the right time. They weren't things that I felt like that I was suited to, that I was gifted to do. And I didn't need to go back to work. But I did really like I did really kind of wrestle with this decision. But before we get into that, you got you guys also made some big changes this school year. Yeah, I mean, the, last year, we I homeschooled a couple kids. And this year, I we sent them back. That felt like a great decision. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How did that um, homeschooling go? Um, well, they were they did some school at home. <laughs> 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 oh, you know, everything has been chaotic with education in the past couple of years. So I think like so yeah. many families, probably some of your listeners too, we just kind of like I was gonna say wang it. <laughs> wang. <start> over. <laughs> we just kind of wang it. We just we we did what we felt like we could do and had to do last year and got through it. So, but now, yeah, everyone's back in school, and that's and that's been good for our family. Right. Today, we want to talk about just changes, possibilities, decisions somewhere in that realm. We don't really have a like a term nailed down. I love here. that you titled this possibilities instead of like decision making 101. Possibility <laughs> like No, that you was know. you, Kate. You did, you were like I don't want to call it decisions. Oh. <laughs> I did this a couple months ago, yeah. you guys. So everything hits you <laughs> hits you fresh the second time. I love that we're calling it possibilities well, instead right, of decision you're a making dreamer, 101. Right? You're a dreamer. You, you're yeah, the idea, idea person. I'm an idea person. I love ideas. I love the thought that things are around the corner and what's next. And sometimes I stress my friends out being like, what are we looking forward to? What's next? Um, <laughs> living in the present moment is a little bit harder for me. But yeah, I love. I like the idea of possibilities rather than what kind of decisions are you struggling through making right now? <laughs> Do you feel like you make decisions? You know, there's that whole idea of like logic, emotion, or a gut instinct like, do you feel like you're strong in one of those realms? I, that's a good question. I don't know. I would say probably more emotion or gut. Probably not so much logic. And you I think logic, logic. Yeah, I think a logic yeah. eventually factors in, and that just comes from, like, maturity. But I think, like, in general, I'm more a, an emotion or yeah. gut response. So that's why I'm what such about, a downer to you when you're like, hey, do you want to hike Machu Picchu when, like, <laughs> And you're like, like it's closed, like actually, they're protecting it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. No, you. but you think through things, right? That's how you make decisions. Yeah, I think of why it won't work, really, is usually what I do. I think of all the reasons it won't work. The other thing I think that has driven us both a little nuts doing this podcast together is that you really like to like wait to make a decision, whereas I want the decision to be made now. And what's funny to me about that is that we're both trying to gain control. Mm. By doing those yeah. things. Like you find control in the waiting and I find control in it being like done and the decision being made. Yeah. And I also think that sometimes we get confused. Like people think that, oh, if we're making an emotional or a gut decision, that that's very like intuitive and we just do it right away. Yeah. But that's not at all. <laughs> I I normally like to, yeah, like kind of like put things off, dwell on things, see how this feels, see how that feels, put it away, take it back out, mm -hmm. you know, like that would talk about it, rehash it, circle back. Right. Is there an <laughs> Drive everyone around me absolutely crazy. <laughs> hey, one of the phrases in 2022 that we're not supposed to say anymore is circle back. Circle back. People are so tired of it. We can't say it. Um, uh, Reevaluate. Let's put this down and pick it up later. <laughs> <laughs> Let's table that. 
(laughs) Say all the annoying things. But peace is important, right? Like feeling emotions are important. You want to feel an element of peace in whatever decision you're making. Yeah, I think in a lot of weighty decisions that I've made, I play through all the possibilities, all the possible outcomes of what this decision could mean for our family, whether it's adoption or taking care of a child or stepping into a new business Mm -hmm. opportunity. Um, And so I kind of like pretend that I could know all the possibilities. And when you play all those through, there are some that can cause anxiety or it feels a little bit out of your control. Like what if this and what if that and then Mm -hmm. this? And so I think that that can get in the way of feeling peace about a decision. So a lot of times when I'm trying to make a decision or I have an option in front of me, I will move forward kind of trusting this idea that I think this is the right step, even if I don't feel peace about it. Does that does that make sense? Does that even sound? Yeah, like- because you've given it time, right? Yeah. And I think that because I know myself, peace is not necessarily the number one <laughs> sign that this is a good decision. Mm -hmm. And I think that comes as a surprise because I think especially Christians are like, well, you'll have peace about it when you know, you know. I don't, I don't particularly function like that. A lot of times I don't have peace about a decision Mm -hmm. until I'm in that decision that required a leap to get there. So um, I don't let necessarily the lack of peace at the time of the decision stop me. Well, I think kind of what... I hear you saying is something that I was thinking about. I think sometimes we get like unnecessarily caught up in decisions. Yeah. Do you under do you know what I'm saying? Like just pick one. It's not yeah. <laughs> like it's not the end of the world. Like if you have two jobs, just assess what are your values? What's important to you? And can you carry out those values doing that job? Like, which job can you carry out those values in more? So, like, for me, I want to make the most impact on people in a certain, like, that has to do with children and families. So that's why I took this job was there was another job that was offered to me and it paid a little more. But I just didn't see, like, the potential for influence, like, social capital there Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. I saw in this other job, you know, like. But to me, that's more important. So just pick one. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of like the idea that you can't drive a parked car, right? Like put it in gear and kind of like change directions (laughs) once it's not in, you know, you just got to like get going. Right. So I do hear what you're saying about you. You are somebody that you you don't necessarily always feel at peace. Is that right? Yeah, I think I kind of released myself from this feeling of peace that I kind of assumed like every right and good decision I would feel peace about. I don't. I feel for me, a sign is like curiosity and kind of like a a good feeling about something. And I think Mm -hmm. when I'm praying about it and then I go ahead and do it, I think the peace comes and that's a sign that like I'm on the right track. But I think what I also hear you saying is like you – have an overarching piece. Yeah, I well, I definitely do have an overarching that I think that when that I believe that we can change course. I believe that I have people in my corner that yeah. are going to advise me in a good way. Right, right. Um, like this decision is not the end of the world, one right. way or the other. The benefits right. versus risks idea. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. I'll take like even a serious, like a really serious and a really weighty one is deciding about welcoming a child into your family in whatever capacity. Mm-hmm. That feels like a very weighty decision, which it is, but it's not 
you know, like if you decide to to go for it and things don't work out as you expect, nothing really works out as we expect. We really can't Mm – control is an illusion anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So you – I think it's an overall sense of trust, yeah, that I have. Yeah. Trust that God is – yeah, stepping out in a – Right. And I I think it's important, again, to consider your values, your family values. And, you know, obviously we both value very highly like what God values, which is people Mm -hmm. that people know what our faith, what Jesus offers them. And so I typically make my decisions based on that. And I we've talked about uh, several times, we've talked about aligning ourselves with God. And I'm going to, this is like risking getting a little churchy here. So I'll do my best not to be okay. super well, churchy. Well, it in if you're, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> Don't want that on this podcast. <laughs> but okay, but seriously, other than the obvious reason of Jesus coming to earth to die for us, he came to earth with another purpose, with like a mission, okay? He was a walking Bible. We didn't have his words otherwise. Mm-hmm. Like, hello, yeah. the word became flesh. Like he was mm-hmm. literally the book that we hold in mm-hmm. our hands on earth. So there's a reason he lived and spent all his time with just a handful of people and didn't always explain himself or his parables. Like there were several times people are listening and like, what is he talking about? (laughs) But at that time, like when you're reading through it, you're like, why didn't he explain himself? It's because he was, he, he was investing in his inner circle so that they could write this book so that I could understand it later because at the time, it wouldn't have made sense to anybody because he hadn't died and been resurrected at that point. And so I just think when we're talking about aligning ourselves with them, with him, we do that by reading the Bible. And for me, like knowing those things, that's where my overarching piece comes, where that's what helps yeah, me not get caught up in these like decisions of like, oh, should I move to this city or this city? That's a huge decision. But at the same time, I have peace about it because I know that whatever decision I make, I'm going to be working towards my value of glorifying God and doing that. And so he honors that. So I feel like that's really healthy. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Basically. No, I, I totally understand what you're saying. Um, how going to scripture can bring a lot of encouragement when you're making a decision. We can move in a direction without having all the answers, without knowing all Confidently. the plans. Confidently. Yeah. Just just feeling like, okay, we think this is it, and God is with you wherever you go. Right. And, you know, life can be forgiving. Obviously, there are decisions that are huge. Like, if you're getting married, who are you going to marry? That's a huge decision. Do their values line up with yours? Great. That's super important. Okay, let's consider that. Most of the other decisions, let's just, you know, just like one foot in front of the other guys. It sounds, I think it... Do I sound I, discompassionate for people who no, are in well, a hard decision making? I'm trying to... No, you don't, because that's it's truly what we believe. So maybe it's, I mean, I can assume that perhaps we're sounding like, you can't go wrong, just make a decision and go for it. <laughs> and that's not what we're saying, because we both have been in places where we've made like really weighty decisions where I've called you crying and been mm-hmm. like, I think I'm making the wrong decision. And honestly, we've called about, I mean, I've called you about decisions in my marriage and mm-hmm. 
and with our kids. And so I definitely understand the weight and kind of the, the responsibility, especially when you're making decisions for like your children or people that aren't you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think there's a freedom that can be found when our hope does not rest in the outcome of our decisions. Oh, yeah. I like that, Kate. When we know no matter what that we have hope, that, yeah, that no there is light, that mm-hmm. there are hard things ahead, but there are good things ahead. And when we have friends around us to encourage us in that truth, and then when we have the scripture in front of us that encourages us in that truth, when we know Jesus and can talk to him directly about that truth, that there's this hope ahead mm-hmm. in our life, that is what brings strength and joy and freedom is what we're saying in the, even mm-hmm. with all these possibilities. Yeah. So good news, everybody. Good news. Hope does not rest on us. <laughs> <laughs> that is good news. Maybe that is that? the hope is that it does not rest it on us because we're humans. And guess what? This whole podcast could be terrible advice for somebody. <laughs> <laughs> good news. <laughs> Go for it. Record I the take podcast. no responsibility for anything we just said. No, but seriously. We will catch you guys on Thursday with our friend Hillary. Can't wait for you to meet her. See you then.